So how can you tell us、uh, something that we can do on LinkedIn specifically to stand out to build that personal brand? So first of all, it's important to understand that LinkedIn is not really an online CV. Some people use LinkedIn literally, and they upload almost like a kindergarten certificate. Or hey, I learned how to swim, and I'm like, really? Okay, fine. Well, for me, LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn profile is a little bit more like a shop window or like a landing page. So you need to make it interesting. You need to make it fun. You need to make it. For me, the perfect combination is a mix between professional but also human. So upload a picture in which I see somebody that I want to work with. You know, if you upload a picture of you super serious or no picture at all or something goofy. Might not be the best because it's all about the first impression, right? And if the first impression is、mm, somewhat messed up, it's difficult to correct it. So invest in a professional photo shoot. Make sure that you have a background. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said heck yes to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi everyone, this is Sabrina. Welcome to another session of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. Today we have the honor of having Dr. Natalia Wojcicki with us, and she is the person that you would think Natalia and hashtag be that brand. At 29, at the peak of Dr. Natalia's corporate career and deep unhappiness, she quit her job and started from scratch. During a nine-month sabbatical, she changed. The way that she thinks, speaks, and acts, she committed to design her purposeful dream life and found Think Natalia. Her obsession is helping people who left corporate to do their own thing, building thought leadership personal brands on LinkedIn. Her aim: a tribe of one million thinkers and doers to challenge that status quo. Dr. Natalia speaks globally. Is German and lives in Dubai, and she started as a social scientist, turned into doctor of philosophy, a LinkedIn marketing unicorn, a Forbes coach council member, a top 100 leader in education, best-selling author, the Middle East leading agitator, book, food, exploring new places, self-improvement, music, dance, stuff that glitters, a unicorn. And tickle things off her to-do list, making her happy now. So, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Natalia. Thank you so much, Sabrina. I'm super excited to be here today. So,、uh, yeah, let's edutain your audience. 
Yes, definitely. It's a fun words and for you to think about. Hey, how can we be unique, right? Like definitely、uh, for personal branding, even as healthcare professionals, how we stand out. It does make ourselves a brand in itself because anybody can go to a different specialty. They don't really have to see us. Absolutely, I think nowadays there's so much. Information out there, and there's so much knowledge out there, and I think a lot of individuals they also have higher expectations from any kind of speaker, teacher, trainer, expert of all shapes and forms. So if you want to be a great source of value for other people, and it really doesn't matter what your job title is and which industry you work in, you need to make sure that you clearly position yourself and say, "I help target group achieve these results." And this is how I want to make people feel. This is what my personal brand and my appearance is all about. And then you need to find your own unique style of delivering that message. And I realized that since I'm a child, I can't be super serious, but I still have a lot of knowledge that I want to share with my audience. So to make it easier, I'm a mix between a clown or a firecracker and a teacher. So I just can't. And I hate it when you go into a classroom or somewhere and somebody opens a book and it's like. Okay, today I want to teach you something about blah blah blah. I fall asleep, so why can't we just use the beautiful skills or elements out of comedy, out of art, out of fun, and put them into teaching, into speaking, into education, and everybody will enjoy it more. And this is what I decided. You know what? Call me an edutainer, and I help people build personal brands that are authentic to speak their own truth and share their unique voice. Yeah, that's so fun, right? In a way, like, can we make something that seems to be boring into something that's entertaining and bring joy? And speaking about ourselves in a specific way to actually our clients reach are、uh, these patients probably pretty scared about their situation to come to us to feel like ease and then want to approach you because you're that person they thought like, hey, you might be someone who connect with me. Because so and so, and to not feel like they are just going to authoritative figure to seek the resolution. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you need to be professional and you need to be this authority figure because it depends on the situation. But sometimes people really put their life into your hands. But nevertheless, I think it's important that we see the person that we're talking to as a real individual. I know that my brother. Who studies medicine right now? What I've observed is that during the studies of medicine, you speak a specific language, and you also get a specific way of acting. And you need that because you are trained to make very difficult decisions under stress. So that's all good. But sometimes I get the feeling that once you've worked with so many people in that field. You use language that a normal human being wouldn't understand and might feel terrified by, or might misunderstand in a way that oh, so you think something special because you're using this fancy word, so you think whatever. If you're so smart, why can't you just use my language? And I think there's a fair point to that because, as you've mentioned earlier, I'm a social scientist. And one of the things that annoyed the hell out of me was that so many social scientists whose work I've read over the years they claimed to be there to help other individuals make a better society, 
But they have, I swear to you, Sabrina, created books where one page consists out of three sentences. I needed three different colors to mark where's the main sentence, where's the side sentence, and look up five words and one flipping sentence. If I didn't understand these people, how do other people understand them? And this is where you have a mist or like a disconnect between the sender and the receiver. And this is when your personal brand, when your wisdom, your knowledge, and all of that just flies away. And that's sad. Why? Why? What for? Right. Uh, that's just such a critical thing is that we feel like we're speaking eloquently in our own way, but it's about speaking in other people's language. And then that language is not just about speaking English or German or whatever language you were natively communicating. It's about how people are receiving that information. And for sure, there's a lot of medical jargon and we try at time to not use them. But I think subconsciously, because we use it every day with so many medical professionals, sometimes we don't even think about it. Or we thought everyone just know already if you're in the field. And uh, when you're facing the patient, to switch to that different language is a skill in itself, right? And so in communication, sometimes, yes, we're able to pull up pictures, we're describing more. But before they come to us, how do you think is the best way that we attract them? By telling people who you are. And in the end, what I've learned over the last years is that people want to work with people or trust people when they know who they are and what they stand for when they have spent time with them. I mean, the human being is a social being and it takes time to build a relationship and through the relationship, then hopefully there's trust. And then based on that, you can you know, create beautiful things together or go into a relationship of working with that person, purchasing something or trusting that person to, to help you living a better life. So this is something that you need to do before. And nowadays, with this beautiful invention of social media, you can create so much trust and build beautiful relationships with people online first. I remember that I was looking for a gynecologist, for somebody who was very up-to-date, but was also spiritual, and who was also knowing a lot about so-called alternative medicine and alternative solutions, because I don't want to talk to somebody who just doesn't believe in the things that I believe in. I don't want to go to a doctor who doesn't share my values at all. I just don't do that anymore. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's the same thing with my dentist. It's the same thing with anybody, like my graphic designer or my social media assistant or like my tax advisor. I only work with people and companies and businesses who somewhat share my values because this is deeply grind um, and like maybe we change the topic here. I do believe that you need to have a healthy relationship to money and you need to have a healthy relationship to receive money because you're working with amazing people, but also a healthy, healthy relationship to give money away. So I know when I pay somebody who I really admire, who I like, who's cool, I'll be like, yeah, here, I love paying my bills. And through that, you will have a totally different experience. And I think you will live more balanced and happier. And I think money will also flow. So this is the reason because of that. So to cut the long story short, use social media to introduce people to your greatness. Create a newsletter, create a podcast, maybe write a book, 
You can also do that or publish an ebook, have a guide, whatever it is. There's so many ways how you can add value and build a relationship first. And there are so many great medical examples of or people in the healthcare industry who used social media to build that tribe, to build that community, who needed to hire five, six, seven people because one of their pieces of content or one of the things that they shared with the world literally went viral or was downloaded so often people said, oh my God, I want to, like, whatever it is, you need to help me. You need to do that for me. I want to pay you to help me improve my life. And I think, hey, you know, invest into social media, build your voice, and then um, help more people with your knowledge, with wisdom and awesomeness. Yeah. I, and that's the key, isn't it? Like we have to show ourselves to other people first, um, no matter what we believe in. And the other day I was uh, having a conversation with a, a client at the same time and that it, we said exactly that. And someone who's ambitious, who wanted to have their own thing, their own business. So what does that mean, right? Like when I got down to it, uh, what I got out of him was he bought into the business, the practice, not because the philosophy, actually. He bought into it because the people. And he felt like when he had that initial discussion with the owner and that is just a good person and then saw that all the people surrounded by that primary person are good. And even these basic things that you think about business is about transactions, about uh, loaners, right? Like these uh, uh, taxpayers, all of them that you never heard of, but they're just good people. And then I was like, do you realize what you just did? You just like to be having that connection with the people who you trust, who you like, and you really didn't understand so much as the principle of what you're practicing, but you had an idea of owning something with the right people. And I said that if that's what's driving force for you, and that's how you're supposed to serve others as well. Beautiful anecdote, great story. Yes, I fully believe in that. And with the right people, you can achieve so much more and you'll have such a phenomenal time. I think, you know, making decisions based on values and having the right people around you, so much better than going for somebody who just has the money or just has the skills. Money can be made, skills can be learned. Having a good heart based on a lot of self-work and having values that are similar, that is, that's the real deal. That's almost magic when you know how to use it. Right, exactly. It is magic in itself. What I call them is uh, creating an army of walking ambassadors. And because at the end of the day, if we're, we're pretty clear about who we are, we have the value proposition that we hold true. And then we're able to share with other people. They're more likely to help us to achieve those goals because they want to also be in a similar round of positive influence. And of course, why would anybody be so negative? And if they are, and now you know what type of toxicity you wanted to get away from. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So have an honest conversation with yourself. Have an honest, yeah, kind of like an assessment of whom you're working with, whom you're spending time with in your business and private life. And to then be, yeah, be honest enough to let the, those people go who don't serve you anymore and vice versa and uh, embrace those who are there. And it will change everything. 
Yeah, awesome. So how can you tell us、uh, something that we can do on LinkedIn specifically to stand out to build that personal brand? So first of all, it's important to understand that LinkedIn is not really an online CV. Some people use LinkedIn literally, and they upload almost like a kindergarten certificate. Or hey, I learned how to swim, and I'm like, really? Okay, fine. Well, for me, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile is a little bit more like a shop window or like a landing page. So you need to make it interesting. You need to make it fun. You need to make it. For me, the perfect combination is a mix between professional but also human. So upload a picture in which I see somebody that I want to work with. You know, if you upload a picture of you super serious or no picture at all or something goofy, might not be the best because it's all about the first impression, right? And if the first impression is、mm, somewhat messed up, it's difficult to correct it. So invest in a professional photo shoot. Make sure that you have a background picture that really tells me in which industry do you work, what kind of yeah expert are you? Like, I mean, we all know we should never judge a book by its cover, and we shouldn't put people into boxes, but we do it anyway. It's kind of deeply wired into our human behavior. So why not playing with that and telling people, hey, I'm a healthcare、uh, professional, or I'm a so-and-so professional. Cool. Then the header, which is the the sentence underneath your name, in there. Please don't only mention fancy titles. If you could also tell me in one sentence what you do for whom, that will make it so much easier. Because when I see, okay, you're serving these kind of people or this target group to achieve these results. And if I'm looking for somebody like that, or one of my friends or colleagues looks for somebody, I will, you know, take the URL of your profile and send it to somebody and say, "Hey, isn't it what you looked for?" And that's so much easier. So that's important. Maybe one last point: use the about section to really tell your story and to make people connect with you. And maybe also mention a few things that you're proud of. But at the end, it's incredibly crucial that you use a call to action. So what do you want people to do? Do you want them to call you, send you an email, download your white paper, buy your book, simply connect with you, whatever it is? But please mention it, and that will increase the engagement rate. That will like guide people towards where you want them to go. So think out of that perspective, and I'm sure that this will already make a big difference in the first step. That's so perfectly said, and、uh, those are are the key four points. So quickly go over people we do are so visual, right? And so it, of course the very first impression is your photo on our profile, and then it's a, a ring. And so it definitely need to be a really good headshot. And if we use a picture and just like blow it up, and then it becomes super blurry. Or if the background is too many different colors, and people's eyes probably get distracted, and instead of focusing on you. And、uh, the point about banner is for sure. If it, even just to think about Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all these big is a big canvas. If you left it just a default blue. It does seem like a little boring, and it's the room for you to paint something to highlight who you are as a person. Now we have a landing place、um, for us to show ourselves to attract those attention. So it's definitely perfectly said, and I believe probably getting a designer to do that it's not going to cost us that much, but we can truly stand out with our a specific color, the fonts to really create something that's unique to our brand. 
I also agree with the heading, right? We do have a restriction on characters, but many people does write every single one of their title instead of how they serve what problem they solve. So in, in a way, in a professional round, I think we're too drawn to have these titles yeah. instead of like, how can we be unique with these titles? Because other people might not have the same combination, but they can still be an author. They can still be a podcaster, a speaker. They can be a dentist or a surgeon. But what does that mean to you and why would people go to you to do the surgery and now the other hospital right or uh, the other clinic it does matter in a way that if I see someone who describe how they serve right the cardiologist with a practice of mindfulness to help people to overcome their cardiovascular disease uh, that related to anxiety, then now I understand, yeah, you have authority figure in treating heart, but you also add on another element to your practice that make you unique. And then your focus is, we know you're a cardiologist, but your focus is also how to help us and not get into that constant anxiety that causes more stress and then worsening our heart disease, right? This is something I'm like thinking up top of my head, but still, it's just the idea that we don't have to always almost like hide behind our name per se, (laughs) the titles. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of people hide behind their profession, behind their title, behind uh, the company that they work for. The only thing that I would be a little bit aware of is I don't know about the legal situation for medical professions. I would talk to a lawyer to understand what you can do because I know that in some countries for certain industries or professionals in certain industries, there are strict laws that they are not allowed to advertise. I know that, for example, lawyers in Croatia are not allowed to advertise their services. But the big question that then comes for me is, okay, advertise means putting money into, you know, a social media platform, whatever, and pay for that. If I just talk about my expertise on social media, would that still be seen as advertising or would that be seen as sharing my wisdom? So if you're not clear about the legal rules in your state, then I would quickly discuss that with somebody. But when you are just there to literally share your wisdom, tell your story, give people concrete hacks and tips and give people an insight into who you are, what your values are, how you work, then again, they will build a connection to you. And then it's not this faceless clinic or this another brand or another hospital who just wants to make money and just sees the patient as a number and not as a human being. If we had like people going out and, and telling their perspective, that would change everything. Yeah, that's so perfect. And uh, I wanted to quickly touch up on the bell section before we conclude. What would you say in a bell section? I think definitely have a call to action is important. So people are not confused on what's the next step or how can they get in touch with us the easiest way, right? Are we saying it almost like a resume, which is a third person perspective, or we're writing it in the first person as you're talking to that person, even your best friend or your audience already? 
huge fan of first person. I don't like third person at all. And I also don't like very long sentences. So maybe you can visually guide the reader a little bit and use bullet points or maybe use a different font or use capital letters. I think that the attention span of the average human being nowadays is massively reduced. So why don't you make it easier? And as you said, speak his or her language, tell them why should I care? What's in it for me? Read everything through the filter of a potential client or customer or patient and um, always think, so what? What's in it for me? And if it doesn't add value, if it doesn't inform, if it doesn't maybe even slightly entertain, then delete that. You know, it should be really something that is the foundation for a potential relationship, for a potential customer, patient, service relationship, however you want to call it. And it's about to introduce yourself to another human being and to make sure that, yes, I know my stuff, I'm credible, I'm professional, but hey, I'm also a human being. I'm not a god in white and I'm the best. Like first there's God and then there's me. I don't want to work with you. To be honest, I don't need that stuff. There are so many people out there. I think it doesn't matter which industry it is. Human beings with real character and with real faces, with real values. These are the people and behind these people, the brands and the companies that will make it in the long term. Perfect. That's so crucial. How can we stand out? It means we are just another human at the end of the day. And we're special only because we're the expert in this one field. And everyone come to you have their own specialty. It might not be in medicine or might not be in this specific path that we took. And they're coming to us for help. And we also needed to show humanity into the way that we carry ourselves and thinking everyone, not just a patient walking into the door, we're going to fix them problem there. But look at them from that perspective. And how can we connect? It's already using social media and specifically LinkedIn. I definitely know when we search our own names, um, many healthcare professionals don't really have a page above them. And if their own clinic or hospital don't sometimes have a really good description either, it just where they graduated, this is all the bunch of degrees, this is what they can treat, and that's it, right? Very dry, very yes to the point in a way, but it doesn't tell anything about their patient care, doesn't talk about anything about their own principle, their own mission. And uh, having something on LinkedIn where we don't think just a resume listing out, this is where I work, this is all the stuff I did, but how I am, what am I really about is such a crucial thing. And I love it that Dr. Natalia is able to spend this time with us. So before I hop off, what would be some last minute things that we haven't touched upon, but you really think our uh, healthcare professional audiences really should be hearing? I think creating content is incredibly crucial. And I listen to a variety of podcasts and shows. And what I see happening more and more is that more doctors and um, specialists from very different kind of fields. I mean, there are people who focus on nutrition, on cancer, on longevity, on, I don't know, on healthcare, on lifestyle and all of that. These people are also interviewed in podcasts that focus on productivity, that focus on mindfulness, that focus on even business. So I think, especially nowadays, you know, create that brand, make sure that people know where to find you, create your own content, 
content by sharing your wisdom and expertise. And through that, you will open the door to so many free public relations opportunities. You can be invited in this podcast, on that online summit, you know, in this show on YouTube or, or whatever it is. And through that, you do not only help your own clinic or your own employer, but everybody who listens to that episode, everybody who reads that piece of content, you can change or transform that person's life. One piece of content can turn a sick person or a worried person or a person who was like, nah, I'm not sure about it, into somebody who really commits to living healthier or to being a better individual. And when you think out of this angle, that for me is so motivating to give more, to go out there and to, to share your message, to share your story and to tell your own truth, to contribute in your unique way to a better tomorrow. Perfect. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared with us and for us to really become the uh, next level in our career. And how would people find you if they wanted to get in touch with you? Any resources you'd like to share with people? Sure. So either on LinkedIn, because as you said, people call me a LinkedIn marketing unicorn. So LinkedIn is my home platform. If you want to know more about who I am and what I do, I've recently published a book. It's called uh, Personal Branding with LinkedIn. It's out on Amazon for just 14 bucks. So everybody can afford it. Everybody can read it. I kept it short, but to the point. And in there, you get a step-by-step guide on how to literally start from scratch and take the first five steps to really get more visibility, generate leads, turn into a great storyteller and get more visibility. Thank you so much for that. And we'll definitely have the link to your Amazon book in our show note. And uh, thanks everyone for listening in today and truly appreciate Dr. Natalia for sharing her with them for being a unicorn. (laughs) Thank you so, so, so much, Sabrina. It was a pleasure to speak with you. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.